So the big question is this. How do the best recruiters and recruitment business owners ride the highs and lows of recruitment whilst ensuring they remain at the top? How do they stay consistent? How do they manage their time? How do they cultivate the correct mindset? And what are the best recruiters and recruitment businesses doing differently? These are the questions that all recruiters want to know the answers to. This is the podcast where I have real and honest conversations with some of the most talented recruitment professionals globally to uncover all their secrets. My name is Hisham Azuz. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. This podcast is sponsored and supported by my good friends at Hunted. Last year, Hunted helped over 300,000 recruiters all across the world. They're dedicated to improving not just the industry, but your place within it. If you want to be a better recruiter, have more resilience, see greater success in your recruitment career, or simply change jobs or country, then you need to check out hunted.com. I'd love you to check it out and let me know what you think. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and today I'm joined by Joe Head, um, who works for an agency called Mark James. Mark James are a boutique, multidisciplined recruitment company, and Joe joined them seven months ago as an associate director to help them build their technology arm from scratch. And previous to this, Joe worked for Austin Fraser for six years. So, Joe... Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Excited to uh, have you on. Obviously, yeah, you came to uh, the live event in November, didn't we? Didn't you? Yes, yeah, really good event. Yeah. Just really enjoyed it. And um, you don't have to say that, mate. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, I'm not lying. I know we uh, engaged there and communicated. So, been looking forward to this. Obviously, we've been chatting before, and I think you're someone that's clearly really passionate about recruitment, which I think is always great to see and like just soak up, uh, which is really cool. So as you know, mate, where I always like to start on this podcast, how did Joe enter the world of recruitment? Um, I'm probably going to have the same answer as most people, okay. uh, which is fell into it. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I literally... Did you go to uni? Nope, didn't go to university. I worked, did my A-levels, uh, came out of school. I actually worked in Hugo Boss. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, just literally needed a job. I was, what, fresh-faced 18-year-old. Yeah. Um, and then I had no idea that recruitment even existed. Mm. Probably like a lot of people, didn't really know what it was about, didn't know that there was even a professional business that you could go into in that yeah. space. Uh, got a call from uh, my old company, Austin Fraser, um, as a trainee recruit, recruitment consultant. And yeah, it's kind of it really. I was like, I, to be fair, I actually thought I messed up the interview. Really? Uh, yeah, I went to the final stage interview in a pair of jeans. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> Why is that? Because it was a tech recruitment. Business. Yeah, I sort of just like, oh, do you know what? I'm going give it a, give it a go. Why not? Why not be quirky? Yeah, I, I kind of got a lot of looks in the office. Really? Uh, when I walked through in what, a pair of they, jeans. What type of jeans were there? <laughs> what type of jeans? I'm assuming uh, if you worked at Hugo Boss, they were like, skinny or like tailored yeah, they weren't well just they were like, just like skinny fit black jeans yeah right I, to be fair i wore like a nice blazer and a shirt on top of it so it wasn't yeah so you look too like, bad. yeah you can look quite smart yeah i look quite smart but i did actually think i'd like oh. did, did they bring it up an in interview uh they they've actually brought it up in my feedback uh, really? from my interview saying look um look we, we liked you like we thought you did well but you know what why did you wear jeans yeah. and i was like oh yeah i just got the vibe from the office that yeah. I wouldn't need, was going to wear a pair of jeans. Yeah, like, I, I mean, the internal recruiter, though, come on. 
Yeah. They must have said, <laughs> yeah. surely. Well, I, do you know what? I actually can't really remember. I, I, they must really? have done. They must have given me Well, they should have. Yeah, they should have. Yeah, they they look, well done. <laughs> yeah. Invite back. Just so you know. Yeah. Thinking about wearing jeans, don't. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know what I got into, but I got the job. Yeah. So, Wicked, mate. yeah, I got, do, got the job. Do you think that if you was to um, go, if you were to interview Austin Fraser now yeah. and wear jeans and with that outfit, do you think you wouldn't get a second look? Because I've been to Austin y- Fraser offices. Yeah, I, no, probably, probably not. They'd probably be like, that's absolutely fine. That's cool. That's, what, that's, that's interesting that's, though, right? That's fine. But so I think that's what's changed a bit. Yeah, but back in the day, it was like, yeah. like you were meant to go suited and booted. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Suited and booted, tie. Like, that's kind of what was expected. But yeah. look, I'm, I'm here to break the norm, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So let's just frame it up for everyone. So uh, join Austin Fraser. That um, If you don't know Austin Fraser big global recruitment business. Um, I think they have a great brand um, sort of online from what I can see. So you joined there and stayed there for six and a bit, six and yeah, a bit years. Yeah. So real solid stint for your first recruitment job. And then obviously yeah, seven months ago, you joined a, a smaller boutique agency um, after leaving Austin Fraser, yeah? So, yeah, cool. So let's first like really dive into your journey at Austin Fraser. So ju- just to frame up, so... As I said, I've been to Austin Fraser offices in Reading. Really impressive. Obviously, right now, if you were to look at them online, you think they're huge, big, whatever. Like, so what? What was it like when you joined? Firstly, uh, yeah. So we actually had a completely different office. Um, still in Reading. Yeah. Um, we had just one, pretty much one floor. How many people? Uh, was it, roughly? Oh, probably like maybe fifty or okay. sixty. So like compared to what it is now, like and now we're talking, we're what, talking like, two fifty, three hundred people. Across, yeah. So like, like, yeah. So you went through that growth. Which is yeah. Like literally saw everything, saw them open up multiple different offices, went okay. through that kind of whole journey with them, um, yeah. kind of watched them grow really as a business. And mm. uh, you know, and like to be fair, like I actually can't fault anything about the business they taught me everything I knew and I wouldn't be kind of in the situation where, where that, I am yeah. now without that that, that that experience so okay so again sort of just to find a put on that so did you sort of from what I saw on LinkedIn you had the, the typical route of so training consultant yeah. then consultant then senior consultant and then yeah. you left yeah pretty much they so started out as a trainee um uh, yeah I mean like everyone trainee consultant it was hard yeah what like, was the first year like that uh, I didn't get well I didn't do my first deal for 10 months 10 uh, months took me 10 months to do a deal really yeah it took me 10 and you months and was as you were saying before so was you in contract that whole time or did you start did you then flip to perm uh, so I started off as a contract consultant yeah um, and it literally like for me like I was putting in the hours like I was like working like, really putting in the work yeah yeah <laughs> okay. basically yeah like putting in the work like I, I remember being in the office one night till like 11 o'clock at night really like going through cvs because like my manager was like if you don't have cvs for this job tomorrow like you're getting a bollocking basically really um so and then just, just quick, sorry to butt in but i did may or may not have listened to it but i shared a podcast not too long ago with a guy called lloyd hume and he spoken about this and when he ended up having a really late night he got a hotel Really? Did you get Did you <laughs> no, get a hotel? Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> I, I remember not quite. I remember getting uh, getting the bus home. Um, like really late. Really, really late. Like mum was like, bear in mind I'm like what like 18 at this point. Yeah. Like mum was like, what Where's are you doing? On? Like working this late. Like, <laughs> not not realizing like what Fair you got to do. So okay. So how long did you do contract for? Uh, so I did contract for I think two years. Oh wow! Okay. Like, uh, about eighteen months, two so years. So you were doing so, the contract market for that first whole ten. Yeah, months. for for literally yeah for the whole ten months. Um, 
and I didn't actually. So when uh, like when I first started Austin Fraser, the rule was you had to do three pull and places. So for anyone that obviously doesn't know understand a pull and place, it's kind of like three self generated deals. So yeah. not passed by anyone, getting the client yourself, agreeing the terms, and doing the deal yourself. So it actually took me. So it was really really weird story. So. Um, I was actually took 10 months to get promoted and I was actually on performance management. Uh, I was literally on the brink of uh, being fired pretty much because they were like, what's going on? Like it doesn't basically, (laughs) I'm not even afraid to admit it. Like I probably was. And my, my manager was probably pulling his hair. That's probably a reason why maybe he's balding like at the moment. um, But yeah, like I was on um, performance management. Like people were just like, you're not, why are you not? getting it sort of thing like what what's the situation like why are you not like it typically people can get promoted pretty quickly like, yeah. like they had like good training and stuff and i just wasn't getting it i literally yeah. just could not get my head around recruitment i mm. couldn't get it um interestingly when i got put on performance management uh i did three deals in the month after in one really? month in three pulling places and got promoted uh what? so I, I, why do you think that is then let's talk about that i think something that i always get messages about is the sort of early part of their career and i think the fact that you didn't bill or make do any deals for for le- for 10 months let, let's definitely talk a bit about that yeah so like why do you think that is then um i think so I, I kind of look on it in reflection now and i think like um for a lot of people that were really young going into it like yeah. i had no there's no consequences for me not doing a deal okay so like i was living at home my mum and sister like i was yeah. getting paid like okay money on a salary for someone that's like you know yeah has no real no bills or anything like yeah. i didn't have that kind of like the con there was no consequence for me not doing well so um you know loads of people in recruitment have like their why and their reason for like mm. wanting to do well whether that be you know family you know house like that kind of stuff yeah. when you're as young as like i was like you don't have those things have like that. but you was working hard why was you working yeah, so hard then i think for me it was just a bit of like self-pride like really like you didn't i didn't want to get I, I kind of bought into the culture and how much I enjoyed that place that I didn't yeah. want to be that guy that got fired, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and that failed. And I think like actually being put on performance management and I had this conversation with my old manager that actually kind of gives you a, there's a there's a consequence of you if you don't do well, yeah. you're going to get fired. Yeah. And that's kind of what I think kind of spurred me on. And I was like, oh shit, there's a consequence. I better like, yeah, fair enough. I better do something about this. Yeah. Um, so what, what made you, what made you, what do you think looking back now, what do you think made you continue in those t- first 10? Why didn't you quit yourself? Um, I think I just saw, uh, for me, like I just had like, I could see other people doing well. Like yeah. I was with like really, like I had a really, really like successful manager, people around me doing quite well. And I was like, I want some of that. Like I'd kind of immediately got on with a lot of the people there and I didn't yeah. want to lose that kind of like, I didn't want to lose that. Like, you know, yeah. you, I'm, I'm, even now I'm friends with like a lot of people that are still there that I've known my whole career. Yeah, and enough. I think like for me, I didn't want to kind of walk away from that and I didn't want to quit. I mm. did not want to give up. I was like, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, so that was a big factor. Yeah, massively. Like I think massively, like there was that like, just, I just didn't want to fail. What was they saying um, to you? Uh, lots of things. Uh, probably some things I can't repeat on the uh, <laughs> on this podcast. Well, but, I mean, like you're on your way out, mate. Yeah, pretty much. They were like, look, like every review. You know, I was having like daily reviews. Really? So like, look, like KPIs. Like, why are they not like where they are? Like properly, like you know, like mm. going in on me for a lot of things. And like, whether that be like how many managers you add in, how many leads yeah. you're getting, like what's going on, kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think literally going on that performance management, probably the best thing that's ever happened to me because really? I don't think I'd have gone back into recruitment <laughs> if I had been really fired. Um, but yeah, like I think that it was that kind of consequence. And I think like 
having a reason why like you do the things you do and like my why as bad as it sounds at the time but my why for smashing work at that time in that kind of one month when I got promoted was because I didn't want to get fired yeah, yeah that was enough. kind of it but like a lot of people have different whys of like yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. whether you've got kids so, or and, family and, and that period mate just out of interest did you ask for help uh probably but I think a lot of what I was quite like we had a training program and it was like like not like now it is it's a really really good training program now back in the day it was like six weeks sat in a room yeah and you learn some stuff like classroom yeah yeah like classroom and i think for a lot of people that doesn't necessarily work that well like for me i couldn't learn like that yeah um yeah there was probably at times when i was like i'd really really need some help but then other times you would just like i think you would just think that and this will like i guess as i've got older in my recruitment career like you learn to work smarter and not harder yeah like i could put all the hours in in the day but didn't get anything out of it didn't didn't do the right things didn't get the things i needed to be successful it was just like oh yeah i've added 20 managers in one day i didn't ever contact any of them (laughs) so you know yeah i was just interested because what's come up a lot recently is because it was just interesting that you saying that people around you obviously giving you a bit of banter and you obviously had to do some internal selling that look this is something i want to do i'm really grafting even though my kpis might not be quite there so you also had to do some internal selling to keep your job, clearly. <laughs> yeah, but I'm yeah, just interested yeah. because I think what a lot of people underestimate, and I definitely didn't utilize this because when you are surrounded by people that are doing well and these types of things, it, it can be quite daunting or intimidating. You can be quite intimidated by the top biller or intimidated. So I think what's come up a lot, which is why I asked that question, is um, don't underestimate how many how people are willing to help. So just so clearly, I, from what you said, I, I think. I'm making the assumption that you probably didn't ask for that much help. No, back it, no, <laughs> no, no way. But do you know what's really interesting? I think that's kind of like, and I, again, I, I don't know because I've only worked for what, two recruitment yeah, companies yeah. now. But I think like when you're like in that situation, I don't, I think it can be quite daunting and you can be that's quite I mean. sort of like put off by asking someone for help yeah, that's for doing sure. really well. But I think that kind of has slowly changed like a massively in the, yeah, in, yeah. in the industry as a whole. That is kind of the whole mindset of recruitment yeah. now. And um, even at the event, you know, like yeah, people yeah. were saying it's now it sounds weird to say, but it's now considered a bit more of a professional business yeah, to, yeah. to kind of go into. So I think when you're young and you're like, okay. you're so, you know, you just think that, oh yeah, I'm just going to do all this hard work and it's just going to happen. Like actually yeah. looking back on so, it, I probably would have asked for help. To round that off then, like knowing what you know now, like what, what would you have done differently to ensure that it didn't take 10 months for you to do a, do a pool in place? Listen to my manager bro, probably more. Really? <laughs> no. Did you sort of feel like you did you have that sort of mentality? Obviously you was young though, right? Eight yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, like I think like um I guess like had I known, let's say I you know, I knew everything I knew now about recruitment, I think had I had just done the basics of what recruitment is and had I just stuck to that daily and not got so kind of worried and panicky and work until like you know late nights at like like i say like 11 11 30 at night had i'd actually just taken the whole like you know work smarter not harder mm. i would probably would have been yeah got promoted a lot but long been before right. that yeah, yeah. but yeah but actually to be fair i'm pretty grateful for that kind of journey yeah i'm really grateful for actually failing and really not doing so well and then kind of actually like learning from that massively yeah okay um, so then did your first couple of deals after the performance management being put on performance management yeah, yeah, after. Yeah. okay cool so year one then what you ended up with obviously in the contract world do you end up having a few runners then out yeah or? I think I got to so I, so I went yeah because so I got promoted to a recruitment consultant yeah um, then I ended up getting to about uh, I think I've only about three grand weekly okay. GP so lit really like nothing yeah. really like considering like some of the people that were there yeah I think I did like 
eighty thousand. Like, really? yeah, like, like what in that first year? Uh, no, I think that was kind of a year from getting promoted. promoted like, yeah. so like year it, two, you ended up. Yeah, I think it was about like eighty thousand, okay. like something like that. Um, and then I, I couldn't. I, I don't know. For me, the kind of journey that I went on was like. I could not on the contract market get uh, like over three grand. I think really? it was like I even think. It Why do you struggle under. so much? Because um, I was a permanent career, so yeah. Do you know what? I, I'm. I don't. I couldn't put my. I guess I couldn't put my finger on it necessarily. That the main reasons, but I think, like maybe the way I am as like an individual, like I'm like there were a lot of contract recruiters that are really good. That are very very like salesy. Like back yeah. in the day, were like on it Bosch Bosch straight on it bang 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 like they knew candidates they worked core market they were like doing in deals constantly and I was kind of like got to a point where like I was had like three grand but I had like 1500 quid to have a finishes in like a month so I was like oh shit this is about to go bad so um but luckily like really interestingly like I got uh switched over to perm why did you why Um, did you ask for that uh kind of asked for it but also it was an opportunity that came up like my manager was like there's actually could be some really good there's some good things that you're doing as a person that you know you build a lot of rapport with people or like on you know permanent yeah a bit more suited for perm like very very like personable and you can build relationships with people which in perm is you actually need that quite a lot especially when you're ultimately making like life-changing decisions for people yeah yeah um so yeah I, i switched over to perm kind of business decision slash kind of I wanted to keep my job. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I like switched over to perm and actually interestingly, like my first month on perm, uh, I did like 20 odd grand worth of business. Really? Like my first month, not like that. I just bailed the deal. I got 20 grand. So I was like, okay, this is probably going to be my route from now on. Yeah. So then ever um, since then you've done perm, which is what, like four and a half bit years now? Yeah, literally. Yeah. So ever since then being, being a perm recruiter, um, everything, but then like I, I think actually like the contract mentality that I've got like has really helped me as well because mm. having that mentality of like, you know, as a contract consultant, you get a contract job on, you need to know CVs like straight away. Like, yeah, so the urgency. The urgency is like really helped me in the perm kind of side of things. Like when we're like selling to a like candidate or a client, like there's like an element, there's always that urgency to yeah, get yeah, stuff yeah, done yeah, quicker. Yeah. And like people always say, oh, perm takes a lot longer, but like it doesn't have to if you can make it. Like yeah. actually you can make things turn around quite quickly yeah, yeah. or um, you can just you can apply that same urgency to everything that's involved in the perm recruitment li- cycle literally everything you can just apply that same urgency and yeah. that same mentality of like actually if a perm job comes up I still know the three best guys to yeah. go to like I still know those candidates so, like, so you're so yeah so you're grateful that that ended up being your route because it's obviously equipped you with yeah ma- yeah massively and that's what like always was kind of said to me was actually that urgency that you got to get stuff done and you know the fact that I had that kind of mentality that when we had a perm job, I already knew three good candidates because of that's what you needed to do on the contract, contract side. side yeah, the contract yeah. days, you like had to know the candidates, otherwise another agency would fill the job. Yeah. So I think that's really like massively helped me kind of step so, my perm game up. So, so biggest learning then in those first two years, mate, what we're saying, because clearly you struggled. Yeah, massively. Because um, there'll, be, there'll be contract recruiters listening that might be going through that right now. Yeah, I, I think like the biggest kind of learn for me was uh like again and i still do this today right is sticking to the basics of what recruitment is recruitment is not hard like it is not necessarily a hard thing to do but you people can make it really really difficult Mm. because they get kind of really worked up i mean it's it's interesting to say that sorry to butt in but i had um recorded an episode with um a guy called nick carmen and he he hates people saying that recruitment is not hard to do really just because but i know i get i get the context of what you're saying obviously there's context is important that but all 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 he means by that is 
he just find he finds out as because he he has dedicated over a decade of his life to being the best recruiter he can be. Yeah. So for someone to sort of just discount what he does as easy to do. He doesn't like that, but I get what you're saying as in like getting back to the basics and not overcomplicating. Yeah, like yeah. The, the more like, it's not, okay, yeah, recruitment, it's not an easy job to do, but yeah, like yeah. the fundamentals of what you're, yeah, you're yeah. What, like if you actually take it back to its bare bones of what recruitment yeah. is, we talk to candidates, we find those good candidates for jobs. Yeah. And actually like people can really overcomplicate that quite a lot. And yeah. I think if you, um, like talking to like your manager or someone, I think it's important to not overcomplicate that. Like yeah, yeah. if you're, okay, fair enough. If you haven't got any jobs on, okay, what's the first thing you do? Go and talk to some candidates, yeah, like yeah. learn. And I think even if you're brand new to recruitment, the first thing you do is just talk to people yeah, to yeah. get, to understand. So you would have got back to basics. Yeah, definitely. What did you, I, what was you overcomplicating then? I think I was probably just overcomplicating, um, a, a lot of the times, especially in technology recruitment, you can kind of overcomplicate a lot of what the job actually is in terms of like, you know, you take a really good job spec. Yeah. And I think because you want to find the perfect candidate for the job, yeah. and especially in contract recruitment, that's not, you know, contract recruitment is right. Three, four good, really good contract CVs, mm. send them to the client. I think for me, I was kind of like, oh no, I'm not too sure if this person is any uh, good. I mean, I, I had it at times where I'd be like, I remember one deal, like I can't remember exactly when, but it was like, you'd speak to the guy, you go, nah, he's not quite right for the job. And then he goes and gets the job. Okay, and it's I that kind of yeah. like- That's what you get better at. Yeah, and that's what you get better at, right? And I think so if I was to like- Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I think if you were like, don't kind of overcomplicate. Like if you're brand new to contract recruitment, don't overcomplicate. If you take a good job spec from someone, don't like think, ah, oh, this guy's not right because he hasn't got that. Ask your manager. I, like, th I think I think what I learned as a perm recruiter, which you get better at, is never don't don't ever assume. Yeah, massively. That, that, never that's assume. what you're talking about. There is like never you're completely assume. right. That's like that. Yeah, it's so true. And I think that that's. I love the way that you just articulate that. I think that's really true. I think a lot of people can benefit from that and I think you're quite prone to that early on yeah so I remember I remember especially early on when you're you're not as confident as you would be two years down the line three years down the line getting on the phone being proactive like for me I always remember when like I wasn't as confident on the phone like I'd look at CVs and like I I because I want because you just wired to pick the easiest option in your life, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for reasons not to call that person. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And just assuming. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? And then I remember, yeah, you're sitting there, like when you're brand new to recruitment, sitting there, and by the time you've worried about what you're going to say, yeah. I might not even pick up the phone. <laughs> like, so you're exactly. there, you're there, like worrying about it, like, oh my God, what's this guy going to think? Like, and it, it, even things like, things like, oh, asking, for someone to go, oh, by the way, who did you work for in your last job? People are so like, oh my God, I can't ask that, I can't yeah, ask yeah, that. Yeah. But so, actually, that you don't know that that guy might just turn around yeah. and go, oh, by the way, it was this guy, he's looking yeah. for someone. <laughs> like, so, so great advice, don't overcomplicate it, don't, don't assume. And if you do assume and someone gets a job that you spoke to them about, <laughs> not for you, yeah. don't make that mistake again. Don't I mean, make that, that mistake. That's, the, that's the key thing which we'll get onto around resilience, right? Is it's about learning from the mistakes and then don't do them again. Yeah, so, exactly. So, um, so I think that, yeah, I love that you said that and that, that's great, great advice. Um, so transitioned into a perm recruiter. So did you stay in the same similar market or did you change market or? Uh, yeah, so I actually stayed in the completely same market, okay, so, nice. which was actually quite good because um, yeah. I'd already learned all the technologies and um, yeah, I kind of kind of knew already that that market and how to kind of work it. Um, yeah, that helps, right? Yeah, massively. So um, for, for first year as a perm recruiter then, so that yeah. would have been your third year yeah. as a recruiter. How, how was that? And so you did 20 or so grand in the first month? Uh, yeah, I did 20 grand in the first month. Um, and then I think I actually ended up, I did, I did actually like not too bad considering I kind of ch changed a perm. I think I ended up doing about 130, 
fifty or okay, just first under. Year. Um, Much better than three grand a week, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, tell, <laughs> tell me about it. Uh, so yeah, so I was, I kind of yeah, like got got to that level. Um, I just started enjoying my work like more, really? like massively. Like I started to kind of, it's, it's weird. Like it's such an old school saying, but the penny dropped. And it, and it kind of did, like the penny drops when you're doing it and then suddenly like you learn from your mistakes of like yeah. what I wasn't doing before and then I was like asking people and then I started to get, and I, everyone, like when you start doing deals, you get more confidence. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. get that kind of awe of confidence to go and call people and mm. start asking the right questions and using that confidence to kind of, kind of just like get my career like back on track sort of thing yeah yeah and so just just to help me out so from that point did you then just stay as a biller or did you manage people uh so that point i just stayed as a biller so i um yeah went went through like wanted to get my senior consultant like that was like a really big thing for me um and what, what was that how was that met? how did you get a senior consultant? uh so we had to do uh so it's a hundred and uh 20 grand's worth of start no 160 grand's worth of starters in a six month period oh, so wow. you had to have everyone start it didn't matter when they started as long as it was in a six month period yeah um and then you'd be promoted so, yeah. so um, you that was your next like real goal yeah that was my next real goal and, and actually i think the one thing for me that i guess kind of really helped me get there and something that i wanted to say was kind of having a bit of self-worth Okay. And that was something that my mindset really changed. Like in my, like when I started doing perm recruitment and I did, you know, I did, had like an okay year. And then like I started kind of valuing a lot more about what I was doing because mm. I could see like how much work I was putting in. And I was like saying, I was like started telling clients, I was like, this is how much work I put in. Like, and yeah. then I was increasing my percentages and then I was getting like more like exclusivity on jobs or, you know, upgrading those jobs of interview slots. And I think like for me, that was the biggest thing I changed like in my mindset was just valuing my work. How, did, actually, you, how did you change that? Um, like what, did anything happen or like how, no, how did you change it? I think it just sort of became like, I think there probably was an element of like the confidence of like doing a few yeah, deals yeah. and kind of going along. And then I was just like, do you know what? I'm, I'm working so hard, but I'm getting clients that are maybe like, you know, like messing me about or like not doing the right things for me. And I'm like, I actually, why are they not doing the right things for me? I'm doing all this hard work for yeah. them. So I started like telling clients of like how hard I was working. And I started saying to clients, look, if you don't want that kind of service, then let's not kind of like, like we don't want to yeah. work with you. And I think that comes down to like that kind of self, like value what you do as an individual. Like as recruiters, we work hard. Like we work hard, we put the hours in. Yeah. But a lot of people don't tell their clients that. Yeah, I think like, totally. I, I don't, and I've never understood that. And I've like, tell your clients how hard you work so they get an insight into your job. Yeah. Like they've got probably no problem telling you how busy their day is or yeah. how hard they're working or the hours they're putting yeah. in. So tell it to them as well. No, I think that's such a great insight. I think there's two things in there is, as you said, I think that it comes with actually the realization of helping a lot of people working with businesses and making placements and all that and actually recognizing how much of an impact you have on their business and how valuable it is what you're doing so yeah so i think there's two things in there one yeah like when you really realize like how like really believe in so i think for me what changed for me when i was in recruit so i i did two and a half years and i would say 18 months in i sort of had that moment yeah and when you like really believe that when you're on the phone to that candidate or client that they are you are the best person that they should be speaking to that's when shit changes yeah you know, and you 100%. like truly believe that and because that just comes out of everything that you communicate and stuff like that so that's a great insight and then the other thing actually you're totally right is educating your clients and candidates on what you do on a daily basis because you'd be surprised that 
again, re- people assume that these people know what you're doing, how you work. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because one of the um, sort of early videos that I made when I was in recruitment, it was like the third video, it was all about um, just educating people what we do. So the video is pre- pretty much like, so just let you all know that when we do take on a job, we don't post a job on read and then put our feet up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. So you, but, yeah. but that is like that is lots of people, you'd be so surprised. Even in even now, people that are like hiring managers or people that are like, even like some like HR people are probably just like, oh, you just put an ad job advert up and you hope that someone applies yeah. for it. Well, actually, if you work in a really, really kind of niche technology market or a niche market or any market for that matter we're out there we're going to like communities meetups we're meeting people we are talking to like like maybe 10 15 20 yeah. people a day to get our networks up and i think like a lot of people just don't realize how much time you put in like mm. what happens if we haven't well when we as recruiters don't have any jobs on we're still talking to candidates we're still there yeah. building that network so that when the clients like whoever we're talking to need their job filled we've got people straight away yeah, 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 and yeah. i think people do like a lot of people just think we pluck candidates from the air and yeah. we're just out there yeah let's that do those candidates let's make some money so how 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 did um how did you communicate that and getting better at that help help you like how much of an impact did that have then so you mentioned around fees and stuff like that like yeah that. M- massively like it just it took uh, i'd say like if you're when you do it you kind of like i think there is an element of being really brave like you yeah. have to be brave so what you, sort of things did you say then so to, like, articulate uh, like what to clients yeah so like so, what, what did you start to because i'm sure you end up just getting a bit of a spiel don't you so like what did you end yeah, up so sort of you would just kind of say you would basically walk through clients through the steps of like what you do on a daily basis and like there's going to be quite a few people listening that might have good pictures like this or people that maybe don't have pictures but for me i was always like right look these are the reasons why I am the best recruiter. I've recruited in this market. I've only ever done this technology. Like I've only ever worked in this one market. I talk to people day in, day out. Mm -hmm. I recruit specifically in London Mm -hmm. and I work with clients that like, that basically have the same kind of setup as you guys, the same technology. Mm -hmm. They're competitors of yours and I know them and I can go and like either headhunt people for you Mm -hmm. um, or I can go and do like, you know, really, really good kind of like acquisition kind of projects for you. And just telling me when like the thing around like meetups and communities and you know, we, I did that quite a bit and going to meet people and just having a bit more of like a that real confidence to say exactly what you do and there are some like like i say we said it like there's people out there that have no clue what you do in recruitment they just think that you find people and that's it yeah and that helps you raise your fees yeah because you then start negotiating a lot more and then like you know even if you're like like say like one say one percent on every deal you've done over yeah, the course of the year though, it? it makes a huge difference like yeah. massive massive difference to your billings um and i think like as much and, and walk away from business that don't want to work with you yeah, if they're like oh we only work at 15 percent and we work with six agencies just say look cool really sorry i, can't, I don't want to give you the service yeah. i currently provide because i don't give a 15 percent service i give a 25 percent service yeah, there's a lot of power um, in that isn't there? yeah there's a lot of power in that and people are actually like sometimes people are like Oh, actually, I kind of want to know what that twenty-five percent service yeah. is like. I don't want to, <laughs> like, what you know, what what am I not getting from yeah. it? So I think, yeah, I think it's really important to like just be confident. I know it, that takes time. That it's always going to take yeah, time. Yeah, it's really like I, I applaud anyone that like is new to recruitment that can walk away from business. And yeah. I think that's a really brave thing to do because yeah. when you're new, all you want is jobs on. Yeah. Actually, if you're like there, the first, you know, you're a new recruit and you're going, do you know what? I'm going to really have some self worth and value myself. Yeah. I don't want to work that fifteen percent. No, I think that's great, mate. So I think, I think, yeah. So I think if you, if you're like, if you really start believing in the value and service that you bring to your clients, candidates, um, you really start articulating, educating more, like over 
over communicating what you actually do on a daily basis, how hard you work. Yeah, like yeah, that that yeah. will go a long way. Massively, yeah, hundred percent. Like, just start explaining. Like, let's start telling. Like, even across the industry, in recruiting. Let's start telling people what we do and mm. why we work as hard as we do. Yeah, it's not just because we're not like you say we ain't got our feet up and just hoping that twenty grand deals come through the door. <laughs> exactly, like, mate. We actually work for it. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So um, let's just talk a bit about. So obviously, perm recruiters did about one hundred fifty k in your first year. Yeah. So obviously, clearly, really motivated to get that senior title, which involved 120, 130k of new business in yeah. six months. Yeah, yeah. So how how did you do performance wise, like billings wise, up until the point you left then? And then we'll break um, that down a bit. So I think the uh, I think the last year I did like I was no like nowhere near like an amazing recruiter. Like I worked with some people that were like really really good good perm recruiters that were doing like five six hundred i think i got just under 300 what was your best year uh yeah i think it was like 280 mate, um, that's good mate so like yeah like like that's what i like i think like so when did just to help me out because let's break this down when did you get to, to when was the year that you hit uh, 280? So, uh it was actually last 2000 and when did I, so I left austin fraser what uh two Seven, last year yeah i'm so shit there so <laughs> back end of last year yeah, 2019. yeah pretty much yeah so your last year at austin fraser was, was pretty much year. my biggest year yeah really? which is which is i guess kind of like like interesting in a sense because people would be like oh well why did you why did you leave, yeah. did you leave? um we'll, we'll, we'll go into that but i guess what what i'd love to just um for you to share and just articulate and talk a bit about and i'm sure some of it is what we were just talking about. But again, real common thing that I get is Hisham, for the last three months, uh, three years, I've hit 150K, 180K. Like, how the fuck do I break this 200K mark? Or obviously you came close to hitting the 300K mark. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's an interesting factor that we were talking about before we started this is one, you were surrounded by people that were doing bigger than numbers than you anyway. Yeah, that clearly yeah. has an impact, right? So I guess, to, yeah, what, what's your sort of perspective and thoughts on how you managed to sort of level up your billings and continue to increase um, those? So I think definitely like we just touched on it, like the self-worth and the yeah, value of your, piece, of, your, yeah. of your business was like, is so important and that, that really helped me um but again like we, we mentioned it earlier like going back to the basics of what recruitment is like no matter how good you kind of like are and even if you're like an amazing biller like just if you still do the basics of like okay well we still you still need to do like bd and mm. you need to like add new contacts and new managers into the system and you still need to kind of take it back like to what is is a successful like method of like and obviously there'll be like different recruitment companies out there like af had their own kind of the, i guess kind of the success measures in terms of like the kpis and the figures um but i think you, you kind of have to still do kpis like yeah, you still what, have what to, were they roughly? uh so i think it was 10 so we it was, it was called 1052 1052 um so what was that 10 uh 10 interviews uh five uh five jobs uh, two, uh, two oh, I can't remember it now. Uh, two something. Okay. I can't it was what, like just a week. On a week yeah, so it was like a weekly basis of like what your KPIs would be. Mm. Um, and I'd say to anyone that like, because uh, one thing I see in recruitment a lot is like, oh, we're not KPI driven. We're not KPI driven. But I'm like, kind of like, I don't necessarily understand that quite fully because actually KPIs are the fundamentals of most sales jobs yeah you need to understand you, what you need to do on a daily basis to get you to yeah, point a or point b like exactly so like and i think like just doing the kpis and don't be afraid to do them i don't think people should be afraid to talk about kpis i know like there's loads of companies out there oh, we're not kpi driven and we're not and it's like well you kind of have to be like in sales and i yeah, think I like, you mean. people shouldn't be afraid or, or be scared to kind of mention about kpis and doing again like okay. the basics of recruitment just, just a quick one on that let's definitely stay stay on this have a few things so just one of the questions that I got from someone that was on this, actually, I, I wrote it down on here, was um, 
So they said one thing I'll be interested in would be maybe a bit of chat specifically around big recruitment firms, which she was in, and how an overemphasis on KPIs can sometimes prove counterintuitive. It's some it's something I found problematic in my short um, in my short time in a bigger firm, whereby I actively had to stop chasing leads because I had only done forty five minutes business development. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay, so I get yeah, it. So yeah, look, yeah, there's yeah. pros and cons. There's not like a but like what are your thoughts on that? Like because you work for a bigger firm, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I think yeah it, it massively KPIs can be detrimental like yeah. to, to business like absolutely no doubt if you've got a manager that's breathing down your neck and he's okay, like you haven't done your 10 mate you haven't done your 5 yeah you, you're massively that is going to be an effect on like your workload also like mentally that's going to really affect you yeah, and yeah. you're, you're going to be like getting down about it like if you haven't done it um, I think there's like as a as a leader and as a manager in any business you have to be really kind of like careful in the way you talk about it but it yeah. has to be something you have to talk about because yeah most every single company like recruitment company sales company they're results driven yeah. um you, you we don't you know unless you're kind of lucky you don't have like we don't most businesses don't have a million different clients that are just coming to them with jobs like yeah. non-stop right um so i think if you do it in a way that is which is kind of it's it's inspiring to someone they can see the benefit of why they're doing it yeah then they're going to do it so something that like I've try, I'm trying to do at the moment is actually be a bit more like, okay, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to show you how to do it and yeah. how, what works well and why it works well. Yeah. I'm not just telling you to do it and, yeah. because then you're not actually seeing the result yeah, and the benefit okay, of it. So I think if you're like actually on that journey with someone, especially if they're new as a leader, yeah. as a leader or as a manager, you should be kind of demonstrating how it's done. Yeah. And I think that, and I, and, and so, so I guess if you're, so if you're listening right now and you're like, fucking hell, my manager keeps banging on me about getting 10, doing 10 business, getting speaking to 10 decision makers before 10 o'clock or whatever, and you're getting bogged down by it. Like I, th I think it's fair to say then you need to communicate internally. Yeah. Yeah. Like one, one, ask yourself the question, do you know why you've got to do that? Yeah, do you know because that's what you're saying there. Yeah, like, yeah. You actually see the value in why they've set these KPIs or indica indicators as to so one take a step back from it instead of just pointing the finger and moaning at your manager getting down getting you down. Like why do you know why you why you, they've told you to do this? And then two, if you think it is a bit too much or unrealistic or it's affecting other things where you're making poor decisions like 45 minutes of business development or whatever that's yeah. that's not a good thing yeah, to, yeah. Uh, you need to inter communicate internally yeah I, I mean definitely like most people the reason people don't do things is if they don't see value in it so yeah. I think like there has to be like you know what why why is that person why does that person need to add 10 managers or do more business development per yeah. day and i think like if you're educated around it and i think that's one of the biggest things like coming new to recruitment i think if you've got a really really good kind of someone that's like educating you around kind of the principles of what recruitment is and how we do it and the kind of fundamentals of what make up recruitment yeah i think then you're going to learn a lot more nice. i think it's there's obviously certain businesses maybe out there that are like you know, their managers are just like, right, do this. And if you don't do this, well, you're going to be yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. It's that's like, well, actually, that's not really work because that, yeah. that person isn't going to know a clue what any of that really means. So they, I think they just need to kind of like, you need to be able to demonstrate to that person the benefit in doing it. And, and that might take someone just to go like, get on the phone and talk to a candidate or talk to a manager and show them a little bit of how it's done yeah, nice. and give them that kind of like, do you know what? This guy's actually like, this guy's inspiring me. I see value in doing it. Yeah. I want to be like that person. Nice. So um, what I'd like to talk to you a bit about, because I think this is also part of what you're indicating to. So a real common thing that a lot of people ask me about as well is sort of what your day looks like and management, time management and stuff like that. So I think obviously when I asked you around 
getting your billings to those sorts of figures from 150k and continuing to improve those and you were talking about getting back making sure you're doing the basics right you're hitting you know what you need to do to um, the kpis p stuff yeah. so i guess what i'd like to think about and share is what how what was different in your day if it was that you what that you had in your day or how you structured your day when you was billing 150k compared to 280k because i'm sure there's some non-negotiables that you sort of start to evolve or have like what does that look like yeah so i think like um in terms of like day structure i think like i was like to anyone like you've got to be really really kind of like rigid with it like yeah. you got to stick to it because so many times i mean i've done it i'm sure like you yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people do it where they, they say oh, i'm gonna do this and then they don't yeah. and then it's like oh why didn't you do that oh i had some other things to do yeah. and i think it's like just finding like when you structure your day right go to the go to the top of the uh, the list and go right what's the most important thing um okay. look at like always like look at my jobs so i go right in the morning let's have a look let's see what jobs are working let's, let's break down your day then because i'm sure this is what got better compared to yeah early on break break down your day and be really kind of like and stick to it as well and actually do it like if you're gonna write if you're gonna say right i know that i need to book in five interviews today or i need to find five candidates to send to that job because the clients you know really need cvs mm. then kind of like hold yourself accountable for it yeah and if you haven't done it by the time the day is shut like then stay and do it and there's nothing wrong with that like yeah it's not like we're not saying to people like oh work you know the incredible hours but if you said to yourself right i really really need to do this today i need to get this done yeah because i know this is going to help me do a deal then kind of hold yourself accountable be like i'm actually going to get this mm. done um so for me like i always now like my day is kind of structured like right take a look at the jobs we got on mm-hmm. um let's understand our like who our best clients are who's coming back to us on like cv feedback yeah so prioritizing um, relationships that yeah okay yeah like massively like prioritize your like relationships um over people that aren't giving you that kind of service yeah um again that comes down to kind of valuing so that's the first thing that you're doing yeah so like looking at looking at the jobs going right these are the kind of best ones i'm going to kind of work on these yeah. if you haven't spoke to that client in a while or you know you've not heard back from them, give them a call there's yeah. nothing wrong with, I, I like often see it like well oh, i don't want to call the clients i don't want to annoy them or you know i only yeah. sent cvs yesterday it's like well actually they've asked you to send cvs and all you all you're doing is kind of chasing you know feedback because that candidate has chased you or that candidate wants to know if he's successful for yeah. the job so i think like if you do it again in like a real constructive way in a way in which that doesn't annoy the client it, it's fine to call those people yeah, yeah so it sure. always like trying to like at the moment like having a big push on you know the clients we have got is kind of nurturing them a little bit yeah and like actually like let's see where we can let's ask for some feedback like how are we doing like how are we performing against your other agencies how are we um how are you finding working with us as i think feedback's like really really important so i know we kind of take a bit of a tangent on the the day plan but that makes sense so um, so so what it sounds like then is what you got better at is um recognizing and understanding like what were your hot jobs or the yeah. jobs that you should be spending time on and then that and then would that fuel the rest of your day then like yeah so you would kind of like fuel the rest of your day of course there's always going to be things like so I, we always do things like you know chasing the leads down like yeah. oh like oh well you know who's who's interviewing where who's hiring at the moment and let's kind of have those days but um, and you'd always kind of dedicate some time to those really kind of hot, the hot stuff, basically. That's like out there, like, oh, they're recruiting. Oh, I heard that they're recruiting yesterday. Yeah. Like yesterday evening, I spoke to someone and heard they were recruiting. So oh, I want to go straight away and try and yeah, try yeah, find yeah, that sure. and try and hunt that down. Um, so did you, do you block out time in your diary or not? Uh, like yeah, yeah. So, so we actually, so at the moment we do like sales days okay. um, so that everyone's kind of in it together. Um, so, so every what, Wednesday. What's involved in those? So every Wednesday, like we kind of have a bit of a sales push because it's kind of bringing everyone as a team together doing it. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think it creates a really good buzz in the office. Yeah. I think it's quite... So, so you're doing BD all day? 
Yeah, literally just like... Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, of course, there are like exceptions where like, yeah. oh, you know, if you've got stuff to sort out. Yeah, of course. But we're we're sort of like trying to do something at the moment where it's just like bringing everyone together. Yeah, they, Let's yeah, have a bit sense. of a push together to get this done. Um, okay. Of course, there's going to be th- times when you need to do BD on other days. Yeah, and yeah. and that's, in, that's, I guess, more of like a self-awareness thing. It's mm-hmm. like... If, if you get to like a Thursday and you're like, oh, I haven't done any BD calls, maybe I, you know, ask your manager, like, where can I bring in the list up? What can I, yeah. what can I do? Like, what can I do differently? Or I'm, I need, I need some help kind of thinking of the people to call. Yeah. Um, okay. But, but yeah, definitely like the whole thing about kind of like prioritizing your workload about what, what's most important. So like, if you haven't got any jobs, cool. Where, where are those jobs going to come from? Yeah. Okay. Um, and just having like a little sit down, a little plan of action for the day. Like, right okay, I'm, I haven't got any jobs. I know that, oh, those people are recruiting. I'm going to really, really try and get those jobs on. Yeah. The next best th- the next best thing after, if they can't get a job on, is try and get a meeting. Yeah. Um, it's just like, just like breaking it down little by little to kind of, mm. and don't like, we always, I always say celebrate the small wins. Okay. Like there's no, if you didn't get a job on, but you got a meeting, that's yeah. amazing. Like don't don't kind of beat yourself up because you didn't yeah. get the job on, but you got a meeting with a new client. Like celebrate that. Like yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Still that, that's amazing work anyway. Yeah. Um, no, no, you're itself. right. I really like that. So I guess just to run that off, mate, I'm looking at this question that someone sent me is pretty much like um it's pretty much what I sort of asked you. So just to run that off is like um, so this person said they like to always hear the daily routines of a recruiter in their first year versus their year four or five plus what daily must do has changed so like just to run that off what would you say the sort of daily must do that's changed that when you was year year one um, in your permanent recruitment career I think year one was like um, what changed like for me like in year one was like massively BD focused okay. and being really kind of like right that was that was kind of the goal be really focused on that and set yourself kind of really simple targets to kind of hit of like BD yeah. um, and trying to you know get in front of those clients and then I think as you kind of go on in your career things slowly ch- slightly change because you're you've got more clients as you kind of like yeah. um, as you kind of get older in your career you get you have those clients so you have those jobs to work and I think again that comes down to like the I guess the routine and what I do now is be kind of really specific with those jobs yeah, and yeah. nurture those relationships because too many times in recruitment you know I'm sure there's other people out there that where like you could have had a really good relationship yeah and for whatever reason it was neglected it wasn't worked out you never got you feedback. can always be thinking about a new client new client new client yeah exactly exactly so I think it's really important to like yeah definitely in in like year one if you're like brand new to recruitment structure your day like talk to your manager about like what's going to work for you and that could be different things for different markets yeah. like that could be different like areas to work on but definitely just kind of structure it like bd every day make sure that you're like immersing yourself in the market make sure you're talking to enough candidates every day as well yeah i think it's really important when you're brand new to recruitment you have no idea what the market's like yeah, yeah, yeah. like definitely like just talk to people like and don't be afraid that you're maybe like not as technical as they are. Like yeah. the person at the end of the phone knows you're not technical. Yeah, yeah if you're talking sure. to like a, in, in IT recruitment, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, any recruitment really. So um, no, I, th- I think okay, cool. And then I think I think a really key part of that, which I've definitely been victim of and um, have done, is like I think you said start out by saying like make sure you stick to it. Yeah. I think that that's really important. Is like if you do decide going into next week that this is how you're going to structure your week or this is what you're going to focus on a daily basis, then like give yourself a sort of right. I'm going to do this for four weeks and see sort of what the returns are and actually like really commit to it for yeah, a, yeah, definitely. A li- rather than doing it for a day and going oh that was shit or whatever. Yeah, if you didn't get the results on like the first day, like okay, cool, but don't let that get yourself down for the rest of the week. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
definitely stick to it. And I think like there's a lot of time and I've been guilty of it. You say you're going to do it, but then you don't. Yeah. And it's just like being like, like being accountable for it and yeah. holding yourself accountable and knowing that it's, I know it sounds kind of harsh, but knowing that if you don't do it, it's no one else's fault. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of your fault if you haven't achieved that and you, but then yeah, being can, accountable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. mate. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So let, let's segue into the sort of what you've been up to in the last sort of seven months. Yeah. Cause you've, You've now sort of immersed yourself into a completely different environment. Yeah, right? it's been good. Said, going <laughs> yeah. to, uh, you was part of a, a global recruitment business, loads of, surrounded by loads of people, loads of infrastructure that like obviously would be beneficial. And now you're in a business of how big? Uh, so there's nine of us. Nine, yeah. And that was yes. the sort of environment that I found myself in, right? So yeah. I guess firstly, um, why don't we just talk a bit about because just to let everyone know so like you've gone there and you've stuck your you've in the last seven months you've had to start a market that's new to you yep and new to the recruitment business yep from scratch <laughs> from scratch so, yep. we're, so we're going to talk about that but firstly what I'd love you just to share in terms of the last sort of seven months is and this was sort of one of the questions that someone shared with me is sort of what have, what would you say are the benefits of starting your career with a obviously large recruitment business or growing recruitment business to versus a smaller one because you've you've experienced both now yep, so like definitely. what what yeah what have you got to share around that and the things that you've picked up on that's different um, stuff so i think definitely the benefits of working for a larger business you are surrounded by people that can give you help that people want you to be the best you are like mm. the best you can um you're surrounded by like really really successful people a lot yeah. of people and everyone's kind of going in the same direction yeah. and that really motivates you and you learn so much like yeah. you know big companies like the, the one I work for Austin Fraser like great training programs you learn so so much and I can't I genuinely can't take away and can't say anything bad about that because they taught me everything I know about yeah. recruitment um, and that's very difficult when you're different to coming into a small business that maybe don't have that infrastructure yeah um, that don't have those training and development programs yeah. um, and, it, and it can be and it is it has been it's been challenging, but kind of fun at the same time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I definitely say like the 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 training aspect of like goes bigger companies the real can really yeah. really help like massively help. And then, me. and then, what have been the positives for you so far that you've sort of experienced in the last sort of seven months being in a nine person business? Um, I think what's been really good, and actually like um, can uh, the the directors of the business have been really receptive to uh, like how how Austin Fraser have done work, and, yeah. and they've actually asked me a lot of questions like, oh well, what are we doing well? What can we be doing better? Like we've kind of hired you to kind of guide us on that mm. and I think what's I've really enjoyed is kind of having a bit of a voice to be able to kind of change things yeah. and actually like oh I noticed that you guys are doing this maybe we should try this yeah you know that as a smaller business the guys have like listened to things about like the systems that we use yeah um you know the the job boards that we're now using and I think that's been really refreshing to kind yeah, of nice. have that kind of um people like listening to you and going actually yeah we've and then hope you know seeing benefits from it as well yeah like going actually this is so much better like yeah. you know we had like an old system uh called firefish which was yeah. you know it was pretty awful if i'm you know sorry honest. firefish yeah sorry firefish if you're listening <laughs> um but then we went to bullhorn right and bullhorn is like you can't fault it yeah um you know okay so. no i love that and i put my own experience in um that it, that's been that was the biggest value that i got as well like actually having an opinion um that was listened to um and then actually seeing the sort of person you work your absolute socks off for listen to you implement it and and like seeing the impacts of that i think it's really cool yeah yeah definitely um so let, let's just talk about 
what the hell you've been up to in the last seven months? Because I think, again, something that's really popular that people ask me about is business development and all these types of things, right? So you've gone into a niche that you've never recruited in before. Yep. You joined a nine-person business, right? Like, you've got out of your comfort zone here, mate. <laughs> yeah, massively, you know what I mean? yeah. So yeah. like... To most people, that would be quite daunting. Yeah, so, <laughs> so for me, let's just break down the last seven months before we finish this episode. Like, like what... What was the game plan? Like how, so a few things. One, what was the game plan to get clients? Two, like how did you plan to differentiate yourself? Yeah. Right? Like let's start there. Like what was the game plan, mate? Uh, the game plan was do, do so I guess what I've taught, what I, what I learned from AF, which was get your name out there, start talking to candidates. I literally went in, never recruited for this kind of yeah. position Did you build this database from scratch yourself I, before we started? I, I cannot, like, yeah. And, uh, it, there was nothing like literally yeah, nothing. zero no there was zero Actually, like, candidates. like no one around you was doing the market that you could no, leverage off no no it was completely from scratch yeah. like absolutely um yeah brand new there wasn't a single candidate on the database so um so the first thing like i literally did was just start talking to to, to candidates the first thing i just i had no idea about the technology and i wasn't in my experience like i'm not afraid to ask people like what things mean like if you're brand new to a technology and you have no idea what you're talking about mm. talk to a candidate and ask them and, and so, so yeah just quickly sorry just because it's like just in my head like how did you identify the niches quickly but and the technology just out of interest like how what how and why did you pick the because it's cyber security yeah, yeah cyber security yeah. so why did you pick that um so i actually uh so i actually spoke to um i was actually like a, a an event uh, with someone mm. um a technology event yeah. and someone mentioned about it um and i started to kind of look into a bit more and i sort of saw this niche and i was like hang on a minute this is pretty big and i started seeing things on like the news okay like i mean most recent one for instance being travelex i know yeah. that there was yeah, yeah um there was actually one that happened at um a company called Maersk okay. in uh, in maidenhead they're a big shipping company okay and i read an article on that about how they were uh, like cyber criminals would basically hacked into their systems yeah. um, and the, the CEO of the business walked in and all on the black screens, yeah. uh, he could just see someone controlling the computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just kind of like spiraled from there. So I started taking a bit of an interest into it and okay. I started reading a book about it. Nice. Um, and I just kind of found it really, really interesting. Okay. And for me, one thing about like recruiting in technology, if you don't find it interesting, you're pro not that you won't be good at it, but if you don't have difficult. a, you'll find it difficult because if you don't find it actually something that you really kind of enjoy, yeah, then it's kind of like, and when I have conversations with people, they're a bit more like, oh, actually, this guy's, I actually kind of am enjoying talking about it and yeah. I like to learn about it. Okay, nice. Um, so I just kind of like, and it kind of like spiraled out of control. Okay, I, was like, fair enough. I was actually like, oh, actually, this is this is really interesting. So for me, like, if some advice to anyone starting a brand new tech market, kind of maybe sit down with your manager and find out what's kind of new, what's yeah. what's interesting to you as a person. Because yeah. um, when you start finding things more interesting, you then can have conversations with people that aren't about recruitment. They're about the technology, like what's the latest news out there at the moment. Yeah, um, and people kind of buy into a lot more and they, they think you're they kind of know you're a bit more credible yeah um so i just started yeah i started literally like reading books on it um okay and just kind of really got into it really and and then i was, I was talking to candidates about it and all these candidates were really passionate about it and kind of saying how it's massive and it's going to be really big and it's only going to get bigger yeah and i, so I think um, that, that's a big part just the punchline there just to make it clear love what you said there self-discovery really going out there on your own to read about these things but and then clearly a big factor of you deciding you know what this is the market and vertical that i'm going to build out is that you recognize it 
that it's going to be a growing yeah. industry. Like yeah. that's the key, right? This is important because yeah. like you could find something you're passionate about, but if there's no fucking money in it, there's no point. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, so, uh, okay. I, I, yeah, definitely. And I think like you can actually do that as a as a recruiter. You can kind of sit down and do your own research. Just yeah. you know, go online, go on Google, and go right tech trends for yeah. 2020 or, or you know and beyond, and kind of see like what people are recruiting for. Go on to like um, IT Jobs Watch, and yeah. that'll tell you like what the um, the average salaries are for tech jobs in. Yeah. Nice. certain niches and you know within certain areas like you know cybersecurity for instance it pays really well like so yeah. you're working out really good, uh, yeah exactly high salaries um okay people nice. that you talk to are quite like you have good conversations with people and that's what i really love about it is that you're having conversations with really professional people that know what they passionate want about what they passionate about what they do yeah, you're equally helps. as passionate about helping them um with recruitment nice. um so i think yeah definitely like anyone out there don't just kind of take the first thing and go oh well, this is the technology you're recruiting for. Challenge, and I know it's a little bit harder if you're brand new to recruitment, yeah. but I think you should challenge the business a little bit. If you're, no, joining, like if you're joining a recruitment company, they go to you, right, you need to recruit this. And you're like, but hang on a minute, the technology says that we're going this way and I'm reading yeah. about it and I'm finding actually there are some really good tech trends. Go and talk to your manager and say, actually, I think we need to be doing this. Yeah, nice. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. So, start speaking to candidates. Yeah. How, like mate there could be so many different types of job titles that you could go for yeah. right so how the fuck did you identify that uh so i i pretty much kind of like sat down um and just did research i was literally on job serve i was putting in cybersecurity. i was looking at the different levels of cybersecurity on google okay um just researching like i don't i don't think necessarily people realize how important research can be so mapping out the market mapping out the market researching it understanding the different job titles and you know just how important that can be to your market and yeah. like what you're recruiting for like there's no point just like i say recruiting for something if you've never researched and you know nothing about it yeah, yeah. Um, actually go away sit down um really do some research look into it um again you don't have to know like a, everything like people at the other end of the that phone that's gonna be my thing like how how because i think that's what a lot of people worried about so like how was it received by these people and how did you approach these people when talking talking about a technology market you've never done before um so i think like if you're really honest with people um and i kind of said this earlier i think if you're really honest with candidates and kind of say look um I, I, maybe like you're brand new to it started kind of say to them look oh i just wanted to know a little bit more about this technology on your cv can you tell me a little bit about it um ask these candidates, like, what's the latest technology trend for you? Like, what are you seeing on the market? Um, yeah, like I say, just just having those really kind of open, honest conversations with candidates, I, I do it now. Like, if I see something, I'm not an expert on cybersecurity. You know, I'm not a cybersecurity engineer. I don't I don't ha have that. But, like, so I'm always, like, asking the guys, like, oh, what's the latest thing? What do you think we should look out for, like, trend-wise? Yeah. Um, and just being really honest with them. Like, these people, like, no matter what tech market you recruit, and they know you are not a technical person. Yeah. So don't kind of get hung up and worried about it. Um, they respect what you're doing as a job, and they know that you're not there to be technical. You're there to try and, like, talk to them about a job like that it. you've got. I like it. So, so start with candidates, start yep. having conversations, start asking open questions, doing your research clearly. Yeah. How did you get jobs on, mate? Uh, just ever like just non-stop kind of, and I think we're going to talk about it. Is just that resilience piece, really? Like it just knowing that you know it takes time to get clients on. Like I, I knew from like back in like. Uh, when I worked at Austin Fraser, I knew that it sometimes can take a year to get a client on. I think one of the longest. Deal, mate. Yeah, yeah. In my case, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how how, I, how long did how long did you give yourself? 
Uh, what for? To like pull jobs, to like make placements, pull jobs. Uh, I'm still doing it seven now. Months. I'm still doing it now. But like uh, mentally, yeah. like for people listening, because again, I think this is the thing, right? A lot of people can't get their head above the water and think like, when is this going to change? So like, no, obviously you've got the added context of working and recruiting for six years yeah. before taking this leap or whatever. Like in your mind, like how long did you give yourself to be like, right, so if I haven't got some success by X... Yeah. like maybe I should reconsider <laughs> my strategy um yeah so I, I gave myself kind of three four months to kind of get a deal within that space yeah I kind of said right considering it's absolutely brand new I know nothing about it which I managed to do um well and, and then how long did it take you uh so that deal took me I think it was two months, two months. into That's a not brand, bad, new market. brand new market um it was with an existing client um but yeah managed what do you mean to, existing client uh so it was a client that the company already worked oh, okay. with um uh, but yeah brand new area of the business yeah. no one to work with uh, again I had no real you know cyber security knowledge so I was really pleased with that um and I think now what about the how long did it take to take your your own client and job and fill your own job. Have you done that yet? Uh, nope, not yet. Okay, so I'm still fair. doing it. So there you go. That's, that, that's, okay, that's fair. still doing it. Um, and I think that's like, that is uh, a completely honest thing, starting a new market. I think if you've got, if you're starting a new market, even if you've got experience like I have, don't be worried about it taking a little yeah. bit longer because it does. You're, you're, there's a lot of recruitment companies out there that have been doing it for a little bit longer yeah. than I have. Have you pulled jobs? Yeah, yeah pulled jobs. We've got, we got some really good clients that are like, hopefully now you sort of see the, nice. I'd say the six month mark is where you, after everything you're doing, talking to candidates, managers, yeah. and adding in all this data onto Bullhorn, that's when you then now we're now start yeah, reaping yeah, the yeah. rewards, which nice. is exciting. It's an exciting time. So how so how have you what so again back to the resilience piece, right? So I'm sure this is sort of the self-talk and the things you're thinking in your head. So like how and what sort of things are you measuring or being aware of on a monthly basis to be like, right, Joe, keep doing, we're getting close to that six month mark. Like I know it's, I'm building momentum here. Like what sort of things are you sort of making sure you're gunning for to be like, right, that month, yeah, I haven't made a placement, haven't pulled a job yet, but I've done this. Do you know what I mean? What? Yeah, so I think definitely for me and, and anyone kind of starting a market from scratch, um, the the key thing is that, so I always run, so I, the way that I recruit and I did recruit before is very candidate driven. So mm. having these candidates that are on the database yeah. that you've spoken to that are good, good people. Yeah. Um, you know, I've now got, I think it's like 257 people, I think I've added since I've been there that nice. are really, really good cybersecurity infosec people yeah and being like again coming down to just being like really like rigid and on exactly what you do like don't don't stray away from it kind of be right i'm, I'm only adding in the best people i only yeah. want to work with the best candidates yeah. at the salaries that are kind of like high level like the you know the 60k plus salaries because yeah. they're the guys i want to work with they're higher fees yeah. um and then just kind of knowing that doing things like you know the managers added how many contacts are we getting into the database how many bd calls are we doing yeah um you know making sure that you you are on top of like doing the sales days making sure that we're when we're doing that like i'm like right this is the, the list of people i'm going to call i'm going to yeah, really yeah. like i'm going to get this done i'm going to call these people mm-hmm. um making sure that you're searching for people's mobile numbers like something, you know, if anyone out there that hasn't heard of this, yeah, go onto the job board, put a manager name in, yeah. his, his old CV might come up with a mobile number. Yeah, yeah, nice. Little simple things like that, yeah, where yeah. that mobile number can be like, 
really helpful to your like BD. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, so just definitely doing things like that, making sure you know who's interviewing, uh, who the companies out there that are recruiting yeah. and staying on top of it. And, you know, there's obviously thousands of companies out there that are recruiting, but stick to the ones that you know are using agencies. Yeah. And just keep going with it. Keep, you know, keep knowing that if you keep doing it and you keep doing the same the same things over and over again, it can get mundane, but it will work. And eventually someone will come back to you and you'll be like, I can't, it's happened. Yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. so happy. Like this one client has come back to me and you just kind of have that kind of almost like a bit of relief. Yeah. that after all that hard work and putting in all that effort it will come and it will happen but you just got to stick to it yeah just got to stick, stick to, it. to it yeah and how how have how has um as you're building out this market with the clients i mean at this point it's you're getting these people to sort of buy into you and say look i will deliver this like how have you pitched it to clients that obviously you've now got some good clients that you've signed terms with that you've yeah. done yourself but like what was again i'm thinking like some people might be thinking right get it joe definitely speak to candidates you can be a bit more confident doing that straight out of the gate but the client side why are these people going to give me a chance if i've had i've got no track record because that's what you can rely on when you've got experience right yeah like yeah, yeah, you've yeah, got no track record like you haven't made a single placement with a per thing so you've got to really do you know what i mean you've got to come on you've got to know your worth and all that but like how how have you sort of articulated it and communicated it to clients you've ended up signing out of interest? Um, so I'll probably use a bit of a cliche sentence here. Go on. Um, you've probably heard it before, but the old uh, act as if. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that. Yeah. Or yeah. the act as if. Um, like where you want to be, wherever you want to be, yeah, rather than. It's pretty cliche in the recruitment world and quite cheesy, but um, it actually works. Like, okay. If you go into a call and you're like, do you know what? I am a, I am a really good recruiter. Don't worry. Don't matter about that. You may not know the technology, but know that you're a really good recruiter. Know that the effort and the time that you will put into recruiting that job yeah. and know that what the work that you will do to help that client fill that job, yeah. going into that call with that mindset is really going to help you. Like It's really going to give you that. Like I even found like even like I, for me, like I stand up. So I like stand up if I'm on a call with a client. Yeah, yeah. I get that like that confidence comes from like standing up and just yeah. being able to kind of like, um, you know, again, like articulate what you do, you know, being able to just be confident and saying that and say, like, they don't know that you're not the best recruiter out there. They don't know that. They have no idea that you're, yeah. that you, you might just be the person that has the best CV um, that can give them the best service. Yeah. And that's kind of the mindset that you are going with. And I, you know, even now I do it now. I'm, to, to the clients out there and sorry to any clients listening but I'm the best I'm the best I'm the best security recruiter that they're talking to and I believe that yeah and I really have that belief Fair. and if that belief kind so, of so when we say act as if yeah what, what are we saying there? So like, are we, so, are, we go, are we saying act as if you've made a shitload of placements in the cybersecurity world and this is why you Why should... not? <laughs> why not? But, 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 fair. but why yeah. not? But yeah, that, that, that client Well, I think, I think the, re the reason why I'm pushing back on that is I don't know because there's sort of two two cards here. I feel like you could play, you could like which you've already spoken about as being honest, yeah, right? Yeah. So and it's come up a lot in here when people start their own recruitment business or even potentially start the new market where people have literally said, "Hi Joe, look, this is where I'm at right now. This is the market I'm building now. This is why. These are the people that I've been speaking to. I've got 200 plus people on the database right now. But this is where I'm at. Um, give me a chance." Yeah. So that's obviously yeah. an option, right? And what, what a lot of people shared on here is that you'd be surprised how many businesses will give you a chance who want to help yeah. you out and take you on that journey or be part of your journey. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got this act as if. Obviously, you can be whatever you want with that, but I guess that that I'm just saying that's why I'm pushing a bit back so on I that. Think, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think like the, the bit around like, oh, you know, being someone that's like, look, I've started my journey, I've got this many candidates. That's still like an element of like, 
I guess we come back to like the the self worth thing and telling yeah. people that you're still a good recruiter, right? Yeah, yeah and, and and still and, and that's absolutely fine to kind of go into that conversation and go, look, actually, yeah, all right, I'm four months in, but actually for the last four months, I've been building a market, I've been talking to this yeah, many yeah, people, yeah. I've been actually doing this, and like I, I know what I'm talking about, and I can really help you, like give me an opportunity, sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah the, the act as if piece, I think, yeah, it's not going to work for every call. Don't get me wrong, and yeah, it's not. Yeah. And I think like you know, in every call, you've got to like you have to kind of mirror what the situation is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, sure. in some instances, yeah, it's not going to work. Some instances it's going to work. You know, when you're on a meeting, yeah. like with a client and it's, you've never recruited in that space before, you have to kind of act like you are aware of what you're doing. Like yeah, you have yeah. to kind of give that and portray that kind of confidence. I, th I think it's got to be a balance in that. Okay, okay. I think, I know, uh, I think, I think, because like, I think, or I guess from what I'm taking from what you're saying is like, but you strike me as someone that wouldn't be like this, but like if you went into that meeting acting as if you never everything all this i guess what I, I guess i'd want you to just be clear on is that that isn't you saying act as if like with an arrogance that you know <laughs> no, no, do you know no, what no, i mean it's not. like no, it's, no, no. it's 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 acting as if that you're someone that completely believes in the worth that you are the value that yeah. you're gonna you're gonna deliver on this but at the same time having the humility to ask the right questions and find out do, do you know what yeah, I mean? it's not about acting as if and going in there and being a being a dick it's about yeah. like kind of actually like acting and going like look I know that I'm new but here's what I'm doing and yeah, having that yeah. confidence and going look yeah I know my worth and I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. give you the best service and it's that kind of like level that it is, it is like don't get me wrong it's difficult when you're brand new to recruit yeah it's that, hard yeah, it's, that's hard that's a hard thing but it, it, it will like when if you can have that mindset of doing that and having those conversations getting new clients on with new terms is going to be like a lot easier and it's yeah, going to come be a lot 100%. quicker no mate 100% I think yeah it just it's just been interesting going back and forth there because I think some people will definitely find that hard yeah do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, of and, and I, I totally get it but I think to sort of underline that there's definitely nothing wrong with you being someone and sort of aspiring and acting as if you are you're going to be the best person yeah. in the market no, there's nothing wrong with that at all I think for me how I've approached my own business and stuff like that for me I've sort of probably used a bit of both yeah personally okay. like that's that's just how I yes but it's just interesting yeah yeah yeah, you know yeah I mean? there's, there's different ways of doing it I think like different like different personalities are gonna yeah. are gonna tweak the ways in which like work for them, and I think that's only that's about finding out what works for you. What works for you like yeah. what works for me might not actually work yeah. for someone else. So I think that's quite an important thing to make is that yeah, yeah, yeah. there are going to be things that you do. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. Yeah, and yeah. there's going to be things that like, I do or someone else does that aren't going to work. Yeah. but then you tweak it. But that, <laughs> you mate, that, that's awesome, mate. Like I love the fact that you've really you've clearly really gone out of your comfort zone. Back to basics, like yeah, really, really back to basics. Go. Yeah, so, trainee consultant again, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, mate. Well, hopefully on the cusp of closing your own pull in place deal, yeah, 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 yeah. new yeah. new market, new sector. Um, okay, mate. So look, before we finish, a couple of questions. Yeah, go for it. On resilience, I yeah. know the event coming yeah, up, yeah. right? So um, yeah, so just to sort of the first one is like, what what does re resilience and recruitment mean to you? Uh, yeah, cool. So I had a little like think about this last yeah. night because um, yeah, you only gave me the, uh, the <laughs> criteria yesterday. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. Um, no, so yeah, so I think resilience for me like is um, it's a it's a multitude of different things. Yeah. I don't think there's one thing that you can pinpoint as someone that is resilient. Yeah, I think there's like a lot of different elements that make someone resilient as yeah. an individual. Um, and uh, like I said like earlier, I think even things little things like being on time. Being on time for work just shows that your 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 willingness to do this and your resilience to keep at this and little things like that like can be a massive difference in you as an individual. Yeah. Um, I think there's resilience can also like for me like personally I believe that resilience can be taught. 
Yeah. So if you've got a really good mentor and someone that is telling you that actually things do not always go well, yeah. things in recruitment and in sales in general typically will be going wrong or not the way you want it to go. But if someone's actually kind of educating you on that, you're more likely to build up a tolerance of like, actually, do you know what? I didn't do a deal, but I'm going to keep going and I'm going to yeah. keep trying that and I'm going to keep it, giving it my best shot because I, I want to be successful. Mm. So I think for me, it's a multitude of like different things of like, uh, you know, like I say, like just different elements that can make someone a resilient, a resilient individual. Yeah, yeah, nice. No, I'm happy with that. I think um, I think you've answered the couple of them. <laughs> so that's cool. So before I ask you the final question, mate. Yeah. What What are you excited about? What's going on in your world that you want to shout about? Um, so I'm excited at kind of I'm excited about building a business. That's what I'm really excited about. I'm excited from scratch. From scratch I'm excited about the direction that the business is going in, the trust that the directors have in me as a person to be yeah. able to deliver, um, the trust that it doesn't happen overnight. Even at my even with my six years of recruitment experience, yeah. I know I can't build a business within a few months or yeah. do you know hundred grand's worth of deals in six months. I just know that that's not that's not where it is. But yeah, really excited that the business is definitely going in the right direction. Um, you know, we're we're trying to build something we've just moved to like a, a nicer office which is really cool like it's a bit more like quirky vibe now mm -hmm. like you know which we're, we're really excited about um so yeah mate as and you know moved in with my girlfriend which is a bit more on a nice. personal note but that's yeah. uh and now you know paying bills and stuff and all big that. change that mate oh yeah, yeah. No going back um, now, son. she's actually going to be listening to this so i'm not sure how much i can say <laughs> uh, yeah no, that's but, wicked, mate. Happy yeah, mate. yeah really i good. think um honestly mate i think a lot of people I think back to sort of what you said around um, you can obviously like when you work for a big business, like there's pros and cons, obviously, but you, you can be comfortable. Yeah. Like you, you could have stayed and there's nothing wrong with it, but you could have stayed at AF and not left there and that's fine. But you decided not to. You've got out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Fair play, man. Uh, yeah, I think there's like there's so much like, and I'm not trying to say to anyone just like leave your job, but there is a, like for people that are maybe looking for work that are listening that want to know like what's out there and the, you know like there is a lot out there. Go and explore. Go and have a little look. Don't be afraid to go and try something that you've never done before. Go to a company that kind of trusts and believes in you and can see that like you know see that kind of passion in you to to do recruitment. And if you really want to get into it, go and explore those smaller companies that mm. kind of maybe can trust you and you can be part of something can kind of get really you know get right out of your comfort zone and try something you've never done before and just kind of like go with it and that's kind of what i've done i've really kind of just like i know what works in recruitment for me and kind of over the last kind of six years or so mm. um and just trying it like yeah. and, I'm, and i'm enjoying it because it's something so different it's kind of like a new element to my life sort of yeah thing. yeah i like it mate um so look final question yeah you can answer this with uh, a phrase, a sentence, a word, whatever comes to mind. Um, if Joe could communicate to every single recruit out there, they'd listen, they'd take on your advice, they'd implement it tomorrow. What have you got to say to the people, mate? Um, to the people, uh, don't worry about not doing deals or getting like real hung up on like recruitment and panicking. Don't worry about it. If you're new to recruitment, even if you're like you know, long in the tooth to recruitment, don't panic. You know, ask your manager for help. Ask people around you for help. Look for advice um, and just enjoy recruitment and what it actually is. You know, mm. don't get like down about it. You know, if you're going to work every day, like this is awful, I hate it. 
probably not maybe not right for you but if you are like really enjoying it and yeah just just don't panic about it you know like just enjoy the job from what it is because like it's, it's fucking amazing so <laughs> there you go it's I a like good it. good recruitment's brilliant so yeah. joe it's been a pleasure man. cool thank, thank you very you. much appreciate it thank you so much for listening to the podcast I really want to ensure this podcast remains valuable and relevant for all of you. If you have topics or questions you would love me to cover with future guests, then please get in touch with me. Best place to get me is on LinkedIn. Just search Hishimazoos and drop me a message. I would love to hear from you. Finally, if you have two minutes, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave an honest review for the podcast. It will simply mean that I can reach more people with this podcast. You can easily leave a review for the podcast by clicking the link in the episode notes or by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash rollercoaster. Thank you again for listening.